0: Hello and welcome to the third executive edition of the BTW Beginner to Winner PvP Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Breaker, and today is Friday, March 18th, 2022. I am here joined by somebody that I have wanted to interview for a long time. Um, I have listened to his voice on the GoCast podcast in the PVP corner with his co-host, Defie250 um he is possibly one of the funniest people on the btw discord and always asks no. us ridiculous questions <laughs> that the guys have to answer <laughs> i am joined by the one and only fish on a heater how are you doing today
1: i'm great it's uh fairly early in the morning for i mean fairly early for me it's 10 a.m but um and uh um it's our state election today so i'm hoping this interview doesn't go for six hours (laughs) what um, what if we're shorter than that we're good yeah
0: what does your state election like entail because i know in the states like we have several different like tiers to it we have like you know you can vote for like your city council and then it could go up to like your governor then the like the presidencies once every four years like how big is this
1: yeah we have um wait like our Prime Minister, Um, we we don't have presidents yet because we're still, you know, um, living under the Queen (laughs) of England. Um, So we have the Prime Ministerial elections once every three years, Mm -hmm. Uh, then we have the state election, which I believe is once every three years as well, and then local government, which that one is the only one that's not mandatory, the other two are.
0: Okay, okay. So do you have a uh, set time when like voting hours are are closed?
1: Yes, but I don't exactly know when that is. <laughs> <Okay. so laughs> well, I'm just going to turn up to a booth and hope. Sure, sure. So so we're, we'll do our best to
0: to, to let you get on your, with your day here. Um
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah you, I mean, we should
0: be fine. Yeah, sure. Besides uh to to you know your the stuff that you have to do today. Uh how's your week been mm. so far?
1: Uh, It's been uh, super stressful in a really, really good way. Okay. So I am currently, uh, so I'm a huge, huge fan of the game of Survivor Mm -hmm. and I managed to get myself into, it's called an ORG, which I believe stands for online reality game. It's basically a fan run version of the game of Survivor. Oh jeez okay have you ever watched the show i
0: have uh so i was doing uh physical therapy for a wrist injury this year and the people that were uh doing the physical therapy were obsessed with survivor and they would always have it on (laughs) in the background so i i must admit i know very little of the show but Mm -hmm. I was absolutely captivated <laughs> and, and highly entertained <laughs> while I'm getting, you know, my my wrist worked on for about an hour a day. Mm-hmm. So that was right. yeah, so I could I could see the appeal but I must admit I don't know anything about the lore or history. So when did you get into like Survivor?
1: Uh so I was one of the Tens and tens of millions of people who watched the original couple of seasons. Okay. Um I mean, Survivor had a similar trajectory as Pokemon Go did, where, like, when it first came out, every person on the planet was watching it or knew about it or was talking about yeah. it, and then there was just a steep decline, and then, uh like, literally, just as many people ask, is that show still on, as who say... Is that game still on yeah. for Pokemon Go?
0: <laughs> You're like yes, and it's very popular. So yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> ten million people a week. Yep, and
0: there's podcasts dedicated to to just Survivor mm. and everything. I'm assuming you listen to the yeah. to those.
1: I do. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah, just we've gone through. I've been to four tribal councils <laughs> now, and uh, every single time it's been like very stressful trying to get the vote the way i (laughs) wanted to i was actually uh i the for our last vote um was absolutely going to be the one voted off and then i saved myself with a fake immunity idol play okay okay which uh, to anyone if anyone watches the show (laughs) they're going like what (laughs) what (laughs) because like that's a very hard thing to pull off especially in an online format anyway no
0: that was fine that actually like kind of (laughs) leaves me like right in line with like my first question um so besides like anything pokemon related or i guess now survivor related uh do you what are what are (laughs) your your other hobbies that that you you Mm -hmm. like doing
1: uh so I like to joke that I am the president of a club called Fips, which is people heavily into poker, Pokemon, and Survivor. Okay. So those are the my three things. Okay. So Survivor, Pokemon Go specifically, and and poker is the other one.
0: Okay. What is poker? Poker. Okay.
1: Yeah. What yeah.
0: Uh, game in poker are you playing?
1: In Texas Hold'em. Okay.
0: You don't branch out into like uh, any like five card draw, Stud, Raz, Omaha, anything like no. that? No. No? Okay. So Texas Hold'em. Are have you ventured into the online world of of Texas Hold'em? Absolutely.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Where do you play? Which is um a big deal because a few years ago online poker was actually banned in Australia. It it was the same in in
0: the US. Yeah. For for, Yeah, that's right.
1: Black Friday. Yep. Yeah. Poker stars. Um, But uh, yep mm-hmm. yep um but i think there are some states that are like slowly bringing it back there
0: um it is is that right I, I believe so i i know in in michigan where i'm from it is uh legal now um i guess they figured out how the u.s is going to get their cut of the the money <laughs> you know but yeah uh, i know that that it killed poker in in the u.s yeah. so and and now I have to change one of my uh truth or or lie questions uh <laughs> so I'll have to figure that out through the duration of the that. show but that's totally fine um th- what I was gonna say one of my one of my truths that that was on my question was i paid for uh college playing online poker during my classes oh,
1: snap. so it, so it is wait, wait it, was that the truth or the lie
0: no that was the truth
1: Wow! Yeah, so uh, it wasn't that's, that's it wasn't great.
0: university; it was like community college. So, but it's still like several <laughs> thousand dollars, and and books were the most yeah. expensive thing. So, but okay, we're getting sidetracked. This is not a poker <laughs> <laughs> poker podcast, yeah. but I would love to talk to you off sh- off show more about it. Um, so I want to get a little 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 deeper, get to know you a little more. Sure. Um, so if if you don't mind sharing with me, is there a, a moment? in your life that has made, like, the most impact on it um, and helped shape who you are today.
1: Which is super deep to go into right? for the first question.
0: Yeah, super deep. <laughs> well, I started um, with the hobbies, and then it
1: got... <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's yeah. true, way. All right, so fair enough. Take them back. I'll withdraw that. Okay, so the first thing that actually comes to mind is not exactly a specific moment but um my childhood in general was was pretty rough not in the way that uh like when you hear someone say my childhood was rough normally you think of like uh you know poverty and Mm -hmm. and uh, abuse but it's luckily i didn't have to deal with that it was more just like materialistically we were in a very good position i came from a a, a very well off household okay it was just a lot of fighting we we did not get on particularly well and um there were um, certain conflicts within my family that uh we were not particularly good at working through so um it <sighs> because of that, I came out of that, uh, that childhood, I feel with a, a very, a very good sense of empathy. I like, it helped me to develop a kind of the muscle of being able to really understand where another person is coming from. And, um, you know, be able to put myself in their shoes, understand, like, how they must be responding to um, to, to things that I might have done or how they... or well, what might be behind their actions. Like, often someone will say that they're angry with something, but then the issue is actually something deeper than that. So I think uh, having to go through a whole bunch of that turmoil during my childhood, I think has helped me to develop that, that ability to, I guess, connect in that way.
0: You are absolutely right. That was a way deep question to ask so early on in in the interview. I do appreciate the, the honesty um, with that. I will definitely ask a much lighter question uh, (laughs) (laughs) than that. Um, but, coming from the the united states i have a very like limited view about like what um australian culture is outside of what i see sure. on 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 television how would you describe um what australian culture is to to somebody like me who's who's never been there
1: uh well i personally love it here and i i am so thankful that i was born in this country um uh didn't have a choice in the matter so i'm glad i, I won the lottery yeah here. um it's really safe here i feel mm-hmm. um people or oh, um pe- people are uh, I think a lot friendlier than I get the sense that it is in in America a lot of the time. Um, it's like with with COVID stuff here, people have been bitching a lot yeah. about like uh, restrictions and lockdowns and stuff, but they do what they're told. Like we 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 don't have like like I've seen on the news like riots in America and and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like that that definitely be, hasn't been happening here, and I'm I'm very thankful to be in a society like that. Yeah, so crime's pretty low, unemployment's pretty low. Yeah, that's uh, really really sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> I
0: I I'm I'm fascinated by by that cuz I know that that covid definitely like changed everything on a, on a global scale like how we live our lives, how we communicate with people. Um mm. what was uh your experience like in 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 the beginning of of covid? How did you like get through sort of mm. like those initial couple couple months and now we're on you know almost year 3
1: well for me I've been practicing for isolation my whole life oh, okay. so it was <laughs> it was fine for me like i just <laughs> just another another day sure <laughs> um work was affected a fair bit because i work in the entertainment industry okay. um in a few different ways so like i run poker games and i host pub trivia nights i do some private mc work um uh, a lot of those things were affected so mm-hmm. work did struggle but um i'm like it still didn't affect me too badly because i also didn't have a lot of expenses right. to take care of, so like, even though I was making a very very low income, and still uh, still am making a very very low income, it's still fine. I'm still covering what I need to cover. Sure,
0: and and that's the the important thing there for it. Um, mm-hmm. What were the the governmental like restrictions uh, like in in Australia? Because I know for for us, like we went on. You know, lockdown for, gosh, like, solid lockdown for probably two months, two and a half months. And then other parts of the country were, like, opening stuff up slowly but surely. Um, Mm -hmm. What was it like in in Australia? Mm.
1: Uh, first may I ask what does what solid lockdown mean? Solid lockdown meant so like,
0: um only essential workers, essential workers meaning mm-hmm. um like hospitals, police officers, sure. nurses, um uh people that work at grocery stores, uh were the only ones allowed to, to work. Anybody mm-hmm. non essential, you know, a lot of factories, you know, everybody got laid off. Um they were essentially stay at home.
1: And were you allowed to leave the house like once a week for groceries or something?
0: We, so we were, we were allowed to, to leave the house for groceries. There are some parts of the country that wouldn't allow you to go out in parks, but for the, like go out on a walk, but for the majority of at least like where, where I live, like we were encouraged to go out on walks um mm-hmm. we weren't like locked in our house we could go to the grocery store we could do that we just had you know like matt like everybody wear a mask etc
1: mm-hmm. okay yeah um which sounds really tough it to do it.
0: it it was tough i i not to get you know political but it's like i feel <laughs> like everybody initially was more uh they were, they were more inclined to follow the rules than they are now the longer that this has gone on.
1: Okay, sure, sure. Um, my GoCast co-host, DeFi, uh, used to send me a lot of articles about how her own state of Wisconsin uh, was turning every kind of COVID issue into a political... <laughs> battle
0: (laughs) unfortunately that that is true um was which sucks so much more severe less severe um in terms of like lockdowns or restrictions in australia
1: uh for my state much less severe okay again super lucky like i i feel so lucky being where i am (laughs) Um, because um yeah south australia where i am um was over covid very quickly for a while Mm -hmm. like we had no cases for a long time and so i remember doing like a a live stream outside in like our cbd one time for a community day and like i had the camera on and was was showing people like crowding around a street performer Mm -hmm. and a bunch of people were like where are their masks (laughs) And I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, we don't have to wear them at the moment. There, right. There's no cases. Right. COVID's not here. It did come back. Um, and right now we are with this latest strain. I don't know what letter of the Greek alphabet <laughs> exactly. they're up to now. But um, uh, they, like, this particular strain is very, very contagious. And we are now getting uh, about 3,000 cases a day. Okay. Which doesn't probably doesn't sound like a lot to an American. It's a fair amount in our city. It's like one point three million people in our city. Okay. Um so because we've got a very high vaccination rate as well, um the numbers of hospitalizations have gone down. Okay. Which means that they're not the the authorities aren't being too strict on the restrictions they put in place they don't necessarily mind if people catch covid they just don't want people hospitalized by covid which i think is perfectly fair
0: right no i agree um with uh the the lockdowns and and stuff that you experienced um did that affect any like special holidays or, or festivals that are unique to australia
1: uh, did it affect any? Um, I'm sure it has. I don't. I don't necessarily remember off the top of my head. I know I. I actually uh, caught it on New Year. Okay. Like uh, I got the, my official diagnosis on New Year's Eve, so uh, I know my plans were cancelled for that. Oh no. Um, but as far as like the whole state, I don't think I can remember any particular holiday or festival off the top of my head that was affected
0: all right so i'll start moving this into the the main meat of of the the topic that i wanted to talk to you about um Mm -hmm. but i wanted to before we transition to that my last question about like australia in general is um Mm -hmm. based on the question that you posed in our btw discord which we've now actually because of that Question turned into a segment on the show um, that we're tentatively calling the discussion piece, but you made a very compelling Mm -hmm. argument about uh, like fast move sneaking and denial in relation to like the Internet speed and connectivity um, of where Mm -hmm. you live. So I guess my question to you is like, what is the the broadband uh, experience like in Australia?
1: Mm. Uh, just quickly, I never actually got around to thanking Wildcat and Dino for the way they handled that message because, like, yeah, I was, I was super um thankful for the way they went through each individual uh statement within the larger piece and, and addressed each one individually. And yeah, it was a very thank you guys <laughs> for that. Um, and, yeah, like, their points were, were all very uh, compelling as well and, yeah, very, very good response, I felt. Um, the internet speed in Australia is I – ha- I actually looked this up recently. We are ranked 58th in the world. Oh, okay. Um, which is one spot above Vietnam and two spots below Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> where we are so bad where's the united
0: states on this uh you're like 13th that is a huge difference in bandwidth Mm -hmm. what is your so
1: what is your speed your internet speed i you know what i didn't read the exact speed but it's um like uh I think maybe yours was in like the triple figures megabits per second, and yeah. ours was like into the low double digits.
0: Wow, that's a it, insane yeah. difference. So, so yeah, you're absolutely right. That would definitely be a major factor with the way that the the game mechanic mm-hmm. itself is set up. And does that ever? I guess when you when you wrote that. Was th- did you write that question from like you just finished like sets and just were so steaming mad that you <laughs> ended <laughs> up like just just like writing this entire novel or or has this been a question that was just like on your on your mind that you you know wanted to actually make the point?
1: Um, just quickly, I did just bring it up on <laughs> uh, on on another browser here. So uh, the U.S. is on average 203 megabits per second yes. and australia is at uh what was it 82
0: oh my goodness
1: yeah megabits per second so um so yeah what what was the question again sorry it was <laughs> oh yeah was i was it just a, a low moment for me right. <laughs> maybe <laughs> i'm
0: wondering what was the, um, what was the origin story of of that post <laughs> of that
1: it's just something that I've had to deal with for a long, long time. And so when uh with, with all respects, like when, sure. when Dino mentioned on the podcast, like, oh yeah, but it's by now it's a skill. Like it's the the, the top battlers in the world know how to exploit it, I'm like, Well it, sure if you're in the US. Right. But like no matter how good I am like it's literally impossible for me right. to Be able to do that, no matter how good I am, no matter how much time I put into learning. It's actually physically impossible for me to be able to do it. So, why should it be considered a skill if it's literally only some people can do it?
0: Right. No, and and again, like I really thank you for that question. It it, um has definitely sparked a very like interesting uh, new segment on the the podcast that I I feel has a lot of potential to it um awesome so again like thank thank you for you know un, unconscious or yeah unconsciously <laughs> creating a new part of the show <laughs> so kudos and, to th- you. and thank you guys as well yeah um with your obsession with survival or survivor sorry <laughs> your obsession yeah. with survival uh survivor uh, <laughs> i do <laughs> like surviving yes, yes. <laughs> uh, pokemon go uh your um GoCast, uh recordings
1: mm-hmm.
0: how do you manage your your time between like your personal life your work life and then your involvement with the pogo community and gameplay
1: I once heard, like a, oh, I was watching a TED talk, okay, <laughs> um, and the person there speaking brought up a really, really good point that, um, that that I've kind of been able to apply to a lot of different situations. Which was, she told the story about someone in her office mm-hmm. who is insanely busy; like, you can never get a um, get never get a free moment with her she's always got something happening so um and and she had a situation where she was getting ready for work that morning and a pipe burst in her basement and so she had to wait around her house for six hours while you know the the plumber came and and fixed it all up and you know they cleaned up all the the mess that was in the basement and the point that she was making was this super, super busy person somehow managed to find six hours to attend to this emergency. And that's because when someone says they don't have time for something, if they want to, they can make time. Like they'll always have time for whatever they want to do. I don't have time is code for it's not a priority for me. So how that relates to my situation is that because I enjoy this stuff and I find a lot of importance in it, it makes it very, very easy to find the time to do it.
0: I am just, for one, I think that's a phenomenal answer. And then the second thing I'm left with is wondering how many times I have said I don't have the time. <laughs> for exactly that right. reason of it's not a priority right. that makes a, a lot of sense and i'm i'm ashamed to say like i've probably done that quite often when it's just like you know Same here. yeah it's it's i think it's it's a flaw in 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 humans but i i think it's great that like you you know have recognized that and and that is like a philosophy that, that you use in in your life i really do thank you Um. What was your first experience then with Pokemon?
1: As a franchise. As a franchise, yes. I saw my friend playing Pokemon Yellow version in primary school. Okay, we call it primary school here. What do you grade school? Is that what you call? Uh,
0: it? yeah, probably grade school. Uh, first grade through fifth grade.
1: Okay, sure. So like five we have years old to from... ten years old. Right. So we're close. We have primary school from five to twelve. Okay. And then it's high school from thirteen to seventeen. Okay. And do you have middle school? Yeah, as well? we separated it out. Her... So we have like yeah.
0: grade school, middle school, and then so middle school is yeah, like right. your ten to 13, 14. the Okay, but, yeah cool. probably 13 14 but it's i, I am so detached from
1: the, that, that side. <laughs>
0: 15 years later. it was a while ago it was a while ago yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah, i was in primary school okay. i saw a friend friend playing it um I, I must have you know begged my parents to get me a copy uh my cousins that uh, that I spent a lot of time with, they got a copy of it as well so I guess that would have convinced my parents that this was appropriate to get me. <laughs> um, so they, they got me the yellow version for it was either Christmas or a birthday one year and I turned it on and spent the first day or two I forget how long it was exactly trying to work out how to get out of my house mm-hmm. because the door is just—you probably remember—the door is just a rectangle, like it's like the rug, the the welcome yeah, mat or yeah. something. And I, I couldn't figure it out, so I was just like clicking A on everything I could see, like is is where's the door? <laughs> so for, and from there, I yeah. got here. <laughs> oh
0: my goodness!
1: Oh, when so so that was
0: your first uh, introduction to to Pokemon. When did you uh, start playing Pokemon Go? Was it on day one?
1: it was okay yep
0: how have you played it um all the way through or have you taken breaks uh throughout
1: i was a, a returner okay so eventually i stopped bothering about getting my catch streaks mm-hmm. uh, this was before raiding before but like back when the game was just bare bones like i think they uh maybe had just started with gen gen no nah, they couldn't have just started with gen 3 otherwise it would be more interested um so they were probably still on gen 2 at that stage and then eventually this was probably like september october 2018 okay a friend of mine who had been playing the whole way through said oh you should come back there's there's so much more in the game now and sure enough there was and um so, so I came back and was was interested in it again. I believe I would have dropped off again very quickly if PvP hadn't come out in January of that year or December of that year. Right,
0: right. That definitely uh, was the thing that when I heard that they introduced PvP, that's what brought me back mm. into the game. I remember right. grinding through, you know, from the from day one all the way to about half of the year after Johto had dropped and just been like, there is nothing to do in this game <laughs> anymore <laughs> except catch <laughs> damn Chikoritas and like cinequels and like all this stuff. Um, but do you have a, a favorite memory of playing Pokemon Go? Um, maybe from the introduction or, or when you came back into the game? that stands out like in your mind
1: you know what um my favorite memories involving pokemon go have not been with the gameplay okay my favorite memories have been um like on the content creator side Mm -hmm. so things like um my twitch channel was picked to uh reveal one of the Silph arena cups one month there was the nightfall cup okay back in season three i believe and that was a a really really great moment that all went off uh without really a hitch um and yeah just like the whole sylph world was was uh watching yeah at that time things like our most recent gym breakers stream mm-hmm. having you know ha- having over a hundred people on stream without having been raided uh was a huge deal and and that uh a particular semi-final. I don't know if you know much about the gym breakers uh competition, but um it was basically a semi-final between two countries in Spain and Japan and it came down to a tiebreaker at the end, so it was a huge exciting, you yeah. know, finish and yeah, it was it was really really fun being able to put that on. So things like that, they they're my favorite memories.
0: The the experiential aspect instead of the actual gameplay for it i would i would definitely agree with that that my my memories are not or my favorite memories are less about like oh i i beat so-and-so in a battle or i caught this pokemon versus like i remember who i was with where i was Mm -hmm. and the day that like a wild aerodactyl showed up and the experience of like (laughs) being with my, my partner while like in finding Mm -hmm. that, that's what I remember. I don't even like, I, I honestly don't know if I caught the, the Pokemon or not, but I just remember like the excitement (laughs) that we both shared with that. And then Mm -hmm. the, the amount of time that we had spent just like walking together, you know, in our downtown area, playing together, um, was something that was very special to me versus just like the in- individual grind time. Um, yeah. So, how, how did you get into the, the Pokemon Go like influen- influencer, uh, sphere? Was it, <laughs> uh, intentional? Was it by accident? How did you stumble into this?
1: I've always been someone who, revels in I don't exactly know what it is just entertaining people uh people paying attention attention to me um I don't I don't know what it is exactly but I was always like uh looking for attention in primary school mm-hmm. um I've always wanted to like my, my the first job that I ever wanted when I grew up was an actor okay um so I guess I've always wanted to be in content in some capacity and there's been different versions of that as I've grown up like um I had a podcast for a while um I had I, I did stand-up comedy for a bit okay um I oh, what else have I done um I wrote I wrote a couple of blogs like um you know the the old fashioned '90s yeah, personal blog. Yeah, true. Sure. <laughs> Just yeah, different. Yeah, it's it's kind of manifested itself in different ways. And then when COVID hit, and so many Pokemon Go battlers were spending that downtime being locked in their homes, deciding to to go to Twitch and, and stream from there. I was one of those people that was convinced to try that and that is currently where my creative juices are flowing
0: <laughs> that that's awesome um how did you then uh become a part of the gocast podcast how did the pvp corner come about
1: it's incredible because yeah. um congrats I on over 1 year yeah. Oh, thank you so yeah. much, man. Um. Yeah, it's it's insane. Like we both keep like th- when Defy and I start like call each other to record, we're both just like, how are we still a thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is still going. Like, and so it it started just so nonchalantly. Okay. If that makes sense, it probably doesn't make sense. Let me explain. Um, so I was active in the GoCast community, and so was Defy. And we both used to watch, for, for a while they were doing live streams every Thursday. And so we'd be in their streams and in their chat every Thursday watching them play through like the main series Pokemon games. And PVP was mentioned by someone, a, a chat member or, a, or one of them. And I said, DeFi and I should come on and uh, have like a regular PVP segment. And Chris was like, yeah, that's a really cool idea. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's what a funny idea, huh? Like imagine if he just gave us a PVP segment right. and then he's just like, he's starting to get specific with his plans. And I'm like, wait, is this happening? <laughs> and so like before our first recording, I had to message him multiple times to say like, just checking, like this is still something you want us to do. Right. And he's like, yeah, absolutely, man. And like it, it it's... It turned out to be such a good move for him and his brand because like so like he keeps showing us uh reviews that are left on uh like Apple and now Spotify is saying things like, um, you know, the, the hosts are great and PvP corner is great as well. They're, or like they've even got a PvP segment for people struggling there and mm-hmm. I've heard other podcasters talking about like, fuck, I wish I'd thought of that first. Right, <laughs> right.
0: Um what what's the creative process like behind the the formation of each segment that you and DeFi do, do you two collaborate together on it? Is it one person uh comes up with like the uh the bulk of the information or mm. how's that work?
1: So on Sunday US time, um DeFi starts tagging me relentlessly to get me to decide on what we we're gonna talk about that week. <laughs> okay. Um and usually when I see it I'm I'm like Oh, I'm dealing with something else now. I thinking like right. uh, eventually <laughs> she she bugs me enough times that I'm like, okay, let's okay, let me focus on this. Um then she will write the majority of the show notes. Mm-hmm. We will record on right now it's a Tuesday night. No, Wednesday night. Yeah, I don't even know off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. Right right now it's it's changed a bunch, but right, right now it's Wednesday night US time. Okay. We will record, and then I'll do the editing.
0: Okay, and then I'm assuming you uh submit that that recording to uh to Chris to Chris. Okay, yeah. And then um, ha- have you have you guys um always kept that that schedule of like the Sunday night recording, or has it's it-
1: it's uh kind of varied and adapted as our schedules have changed
0: okay i got you um well again congratulations on on over a year and i always enjoy listening to those segments when they come up i think my favorite part about it is the uh whatever clever like tag you have at the beginning like the quip quip (laughs) at the beginning i always just tune in just to see like what what they're gonna say for that (laughs) <laughs> so, thank you i really yeah. appreciate that so the reason why i i really wanted to interview you is because i have been fascinated with uh this discord that you in this community that you created called pallet pvp um mm-hmm. we've mentioned and promoted uh pallet pvp on the show a, a lot and I don't think you've had a, a fair opportunity to uh, talk about it um, and, and mm. promote it um, and sort of explain what it is exactly to the people. So I have a couple questions here, and I'd, I'd love to give you an opportunity to do a deep dive on everything Palatown PVP, uh, where you have the prestigious title of being the mayor. Oh um, so I thought that, that that was that was great, but um what uh when did the the idea of creating Palatown PvP first come to you?
1: Um I had actually uh dealt with a bit of toxicity in in another community that I'd been in. Mm-hmm. Um and really the first kernel of the idea of the community came out of of wanting to build a, a space where that couldn't happen, um, and then there were other factors that went involved uh, went involved went that went into it, uh, such as um, there was uh, so much talk at the time from like top battlers and content creators about how like the the push to make it an esport and to be able to like maybe this game could get to a place where eventually people are able to make an actual reasonable income off of it um i i felt like it was going to take a very 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 long time for the game itself and for the Pokemon company and for Niantic to get the game into a place where that was possible so i figured we should probably try and create our own opportunities for that. And so that was an another factor that went. So the primary one was the a safe space where everyone can can thrive and help each other learn and grow and all that. And then that uh one of the other factors was uh to be able to create a competitive environment uh where people can actually start and provide opportunities for people to start making an income uh even if it's not purely battling to like in a content creation sphere or, or anything like that
0: what do you think separates palatown PvP from the other discord communities out there like PGR like gocast like BTW
1: well actually to, <laughs> the the blunt answer is not much okay um, because um, BTW and palatown PvP are so similar in what they're trying to accomplish and what the atmosphere and the culture is like. Um, In fact, part of the reason I was so involved in kind of the early stages of BTW as they were blossoming is because Astro and I were talking and we realized that we were both trying to build the exact same thing. And the only reason that I didn't just join in as a fu- fully fledged admin of btw is because i said to him that like look because of the toxicity that i just had to deal with elsewhere i'm in this headspace where i really want to be able to build something of my own um to th- that that you know accomplishes these things of being this safe space that uh, that everyone can thrive in etc etc um but, yeah, like basically anything you know about the BCW community and culture I think applies to Potown
0: i unfortunately, toxicity and in, in the gaming community are or toxicity within the gaming community is such a common mm-hmm. issue and 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 like you said, Pokemon go unfortunately is is no different um but mm-hmm. what measures? do you have in place so that members of of your community um in Palatown PVP feel welcome and safe w- um while they're uh a mem- like a part of your discord
1: yeah at the moment we are lucky enough that uh because the uh, I still think the the active membership is is fairly small and most of those people are fans of gocast mm-hmm. so they're kind of like fans of what I it feels so weird saying fans of me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's true, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so because of that, I don't think we've had to deal with any huge toxicity at the moment. So, And we don't have any kind of formalized process in place for dealing with it. We should. Um, but I think that will come through kind of trial and error. If we have to deal with anything we can kind of take a look at how it was dealt with mm-hmm. and kind of develop processes from there
0: um moving to back to sort of like the creation of Palatown PV PVP uh what were the initial challenges that you faced creating it in general
1: mm. it's kind of like starting a business mm-hmm. where you open it up and you've got no customers and it's it, it's kind of like how can you convince other people to join and become part of your community if it looks like there's nothing actually going on in the community so like at first the biggest challenge was convincing people that this was a place that was worth their time to to visit and and become active in because like i mean i'm sure you're like me where you're in like 70 discord servers yeah and it's like i don't want to join another one so i yeah like uh providing a reason for people Mm -hmm. to want to join was the biggest challenge
0: okay Uh, do you find now that that you are you know more established? Um, that 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 is still like a, a challenge that you face is uh, membership or new membership to the community. A little bit.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, I. <laughs> well, one thing that uh, I'm kind of jealous of BCW about is the fact that you guys have so many people who are actually putting up their hands and saying. I want to be part of this, and here's what I can contribute. That was actually something that I was. That was a goal of mine as well for Palatown as well, and and so I'm still, uh, still progressing in that front. We have had some people who um, I, I want to give a shout out to Hisuian Ryan mm-hmm. who offered to uh, edit battle footage down when we do streams like Gym Breakers and and the Ring and stuff like that and that has been just a godsend for me because it used to take me literal days of work to put together those streams yeah and he has you know professional software that can get that done in a few hours so yeah. like that that's been amazing uh people like mama climbs who um contacted me to say hey i saw that you are looking for more streamers and i've been thinking about doing it can i get on board with that and she's been fantastic for the channel and for the culture as well. So it's, it's, it's happening a little bit, but I would, I would love more. Mm -hmm. Like if, if you're listening to this and you, 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 you're like breaker and you're like, yeah, I want to try this thing. And I've got this idea, like come to me and yeah, we can, we can probably make it happen.
0: Did any of your initial ideas or visions of what you wanted Palette town PvP to be like get scrapped or or tweaked into something else?
1: Not yet. No. Okay. Um, probably like specifically because part of the idea of pallet was was for it to be an adaptive thing, depending on like where PvP is at, um, and and who wants to be able to contribute what. So. Like we had our our core goals, which was, um, where we we call it education, entertainment, and growth. So everyone kind of helping each other learn, yeah. um, being able to to make good, fun, entertaining content, and to grow PvP in general. That like that they haven't changed, and everything we've done has been with that kind of mindset.
0: So you had mentioned Mama Climbs. um. As mm-hmm. wanting to, to be a streamer. So I noticed that you have a very consistent Twitch presence. You have a variety of people yeah. that stream on the Palatown PvP channel. Um, how did the uh, like each member sort of come about? Was it just like an open call and people volunteered for it? Did you have people in mind already?
1: Um, so... Mama Klein's was the only one who reached out to me. Um, we have LilyBear26, who's actually my girlfriend, that uh, she started streaming herself. And I was like, come. I mean, when, when Pallet Town became a thing, I was like, just come and stream on this channel. And, and she was on board with that. Um, we also had T-Hubs, mm-hmm. T-Magma Tyler. Um, he, excuse me, um, he was streaming for a while and, and he was uh, someone else that I was like, yeah, just come and stream with us like we've got a, a more like ready-made audience for you. Um, and he was doing that for a while. Then he kind of took a break and hasn't been back there yet, but yeah, he's, he's, he's been really cool as well.
0: Okay. And then uh, you have a very interesting um, thing on your Twitch that mm. I have always been curious about. You don't allow subscribers or bit donations, mm-hmm. just, direct donations uh, what's the reasoning mm-hmm. behind that
1: well long term we would rather have our viewers watching us on youtube than twitch and part of the affiliate agreement with twitch is that they pretty much own your likeness so anything that you stream to twitch can't go on to any other platform for at least 24 hours and and they can do whatever they want with, with your likeness um, without, you know, your permission. So in order to be able to stream to YouTube as well as Twitch, we had to end the affiliate agreement with Twitch. And the affiliate agreement is what was enabling features like bits, channel points, subs, that kind of thing. Right. Also... I always felt super super guilty when people would <laughs> sub to us on Twitch because like they they like us enough to hand over their money which I am always like so blown away that someone would feel that way about what we're doing um, but I felt like they weren't getting anything in return like I, I I feel like I don't know if it's like Catholic guilt or something <laughs> but like I I feel like if someone's providing me with that kind of, uh, show of encouragement and, and support, then I want to be able to give something back to them. And in, in my opinion, um, emotes wasn't enough. Um, especially since that money that they're fronting to support us with half of it's going to Twitch anyway. Right. So that made it easy. Yeah.
0: For me. well, before we move on to our uh last segment of the show, uh did you have anything else that you wanted to to say about Palatown PVP that we didn't cover?
1: It's it's a place that is very very slowly growing. I I can see the growth there, and every time I notice some of this growth, it makes me incredibly proud Um, anytime I see someone succeeding in The community I am incredibly proud (laughs) and I just uh, Would love to see people uh, like I think what I would really love is for those people Who get help from us to begin with? become confident enough and good enough themselves That they can then start to pass on the buck, you know, to then help new people that come in after them. Like, that would be just amazing for me.
0: One thing that I really admired from you uh, and and DeFi is on one of your more recent episodes, you had taken the time to shout out members of, of... your community that didn't hit legend, but hit ACE for the Mm. first time rank 20, you know? And, and I think that, um, people forget that everybody's, uh, like accomplishment to them
1: Mm.
0: is important to celebrate. And I think that it was, it was very heartwarming to hear, um not the typical you know oh so-and-so hit legend for the first time but Mm -hmm. but really amping up so-and-so hit ace for the first time like that is amazing and i just want to encourage you to 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 obviously you're going to continue to do that because that's who (laughs) you are as a person but that is something that i feel that um more communities should should be promoting and, and that is one thing that I love about what you're doing in Palatown PvP um, so thanks. With, with that being said uh, I want to move into uh, the segment uh, the game two truths and one lie part if you are ready for it
1: <laughs> yeah the, let's do it
0: the same rules of, of two truths and one lie apply Um, so if you don't mind I will go first uh, and then you can mm-hmm. go So, Mm -hmm. um, first one is I've had all four cars that I've owned totaled and I was never driving the cars when it happened. The second is my parents threw away all my Pokemon cards as a punishment when I was 11 and my collection included three first edition holographic Charizards. Oof. The third one is I was a nationally ranked junior tennis player, but had to stop playing competitively because I ironically developed severe golfer's elbow, even though I had never played golf at all until that point in my
1: life. Is golfer's elbow a thing?
0: Yes. So tennis elbow affects one side of your elbow. Golfer's elbow affects the mm-hmm. other both wow. are okay. nerve They're, conditions uh, i've learned something new yeah
1: mm-hmm. okay and uh, the other two were uh your I... your mom threw out your pokemon card collection including three holographic charizards and what was the first one again first one was i
0: totaled four cars that i've owned but i was never driving the cars when they when it happened Give me the second one again. The second one was parents threw away my Pokemon cards as a punishment when I was 11. And in my collection, I had three first edition holographic Charizards. And the third again. The third is I was a nationally ranked junior tennis player. I had to stop playing competitively because I developed severe golfer's elbow, even though I had not
1: played golf at all. Up until that mm-hmm. point, I'm extremely interested in nonverbal communication. Mm-hmm. You're the in poker player, in particular. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I don't. I still don't think I'm particularly good at reading it. Mm-hmm. So. I was trying to pick up cues. Yeah. So, as for, you for the listeners
0: here, he was staring very intently while he was asking me to repeat mm. <laughs> those.
1: Um, so, I'm, I may have picked this wrong, but I'm going to go the first one is the lie.
0: The total of the four cars. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That is the truth. So, yeah. so, the lie is I was never a nationally ranked junior tennis player
1: so gotcha yes all right well i'll keep um keep practicing yes that was hard because
0: as soon as you said poker i would like throughout this entire interview i think i may have been distracted a little bit because i was like oh i gotta keep <laughs> i gotta keep the face like really straight yeah and, no
1: i'm I'm still i'm still so bad at it like i, I know a whole bunch of individual tells yeah but I'm very bad. Um, there's a a concept called clustering okay. where like if if someone like scratches their nose or something, like often people do scratch their nose when they're lying, but that doesn't mean a scratched nose is an indication of lying. Um, like, to determine if something is a lie, the you've got to see a whole bunch of different tells all at once. So they might scratch their nose and the corner of their mouth goes up or like Or twitch their head to the side or whatever. And I was actually very
0: conscientiously not doing
1: any of these. (laughs) So I'm glad it worked. Mm -hmm. I'm glad it worked. All right. Let me try to read you now. If I could see your hands, that would have made it. Oh, yeah. I know. Right. So my three are I am a massive fan of the song Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. I can speak three languages to enough of a proficiency that I can at least have a very basic conversation with someone from that country okay and when I was in high school there was a short period of time where my friends and I would spend our lunch times playing American football and we didn't actually know the rules so it ended up just being rugby league where we could pass forward
0: Mm. so we have hit me baby one more time by Britney Spears
1: Mm
0: -hmm. mhm what are the languages
1: they are French Italian and English
0: did mention you spent time in Italy
1: American football mhm
0: Hmm, so you ended up playing rugby. Ah, oh, this is interesting because your face only changed on the third one. So I'm actually inclined to think that you guys were correct and you didn't know the rules. I want to say the, the languages.
1: Number two how did my face change on the third one
0: you emoted more
1: yeah yeah i uh the i knew that as soon as i put in the extra detail of oh, and we didn't know the rules so i didn't have to spin rope, i knew that would give it away as being true it was you did you did get it correct okay yeah it is I, number two. the the, the language is one was a lie
0: okay do you at least know two languages
1: I know enough Italian to be able to uh, speak with someone. Got
0: you. Okay. I I was just like, (sighs) (laughs) jeez, Oh my goodness. Okay. What was the, what was the first one again? It was, uh,
1: I, I love "Baby One
0: More Time." Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah! No, song. no. As soon as you heard that, I was like, I could definitely see you and Astro just, just
1: jamming to, jamming just to that, jamming <laughs> to that. I
0: want to get you two, like, in a room doing karaoke together to that song.
1: That'd be amazing. If I'm ever in Florida, we're hitting up a karaoke <laughs> <For> bar. <sure>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all
0: right, and with that. Uh, we're going to wrap up the show a big thank you to all our patreon supporters if you want to support the show you can for as little as a dollar a month which will gain you access to our discord the link will be in the show notes below special thanks to our coaches corner supporters clifford mert thanks friends 673 eastwood mama climbs Hisui, and ryan and mosh pit 37 our Patreon producers, King Flip, Kittens and High Fives, Thanks Obama, and King Tom. Our Discord admins, reyes 683 Seagull, Fish on a Heater, Lyle's Jeff3, and Miami Doc. I am your executive producer, Matthew Breaker. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at BTWPVP Podcast. Follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv BTWPVP. You can email us at info at BTWPVP.com. Links to our merch store, Patreon, and our friends at Pallettown PVP are going to be in the show notes below. If becoming a Patreon isn't something you can do but still want to help out the show, you can continue spreading the word. Subscribe to us on YouTube, follow 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 our Twitch channel or give us a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. It would really help us out and we deeply appreciate all the love and support you continue to give us. And finally, thank you all for listening to the executive edition of the BTW PvP podcast. I'm Matthew Breaker.
1: And I'm Fischer Nahida and until next time, good luck and get good.